Hey everyone, welcome back to Clark Overflow. I'm your host, Gan Brewer-Pallet. And today we're going to be talking about referral marketing with Raul Galera, who is the partnerships lead at Referral Candy. Raul, how are you today? Good, good, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining. I've, like we were saying, having a conversation just before, I've been aware of and even a customer of Referral Candy from years back, but in my mind, it's, it's kind of changed a little bit. And I think maybe the importance of referral marketing has changed as well as the importance of kind of like a cost-effective acquisition strategy has changed. Can you just explain a little bit about what Referral Candy does and your role at Referral Candy? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Referral Candy allows brands, uh, mostly e-commerce brands, to set up and run customer referral programs pretty much on autopilot. So brands just need to select uh, what are the rewards they want to give to their customers and also their friends, and then launch the program. And, and we take care of automating uh, referral links, coupon codes, and, and rewards as well. So it's pretty much running on, on autopilot. We've been around for over 10 years now. Last year was our, our 10 year anniversary. And uh, what I do at the company, so we, I, I run partnerships at the company. So I'm in touch with e-commerce agencies, uh, marketing agencies, other tech companies that also operate in the, in the e-commerce space and also, I guess, media companies. So yeah, this, this podcast will be a, a good example of that. Okay, awesome. So tactically, just to make sure that I understand, because like, I, I know I've come across your stuff before, but a lot of it would be maybe at the bottom of an email or email, even the email itself and say, hey, send this to, you know, send this $10 coupon or something to five friends or X number of dollars or X discount or, or whatever it is. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So we have, I mean, that, that's, that's actually the most common uh, example of how brands are promoting the referral program. So an, an ideal scenario is that they activate our post-purchase email, which means that every time a customer makes a purchase, they're going to get an email saying, hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for, for your purchase. Here's how you can refer your friends. And we give them a referral link that they can start you know, sharing immediately. That's one way. That's the most common one. But we also allow merchants to set up a, a post-purchase pop-up. Uh, so that allows you know, to kind of grab the attention of the, of the buyer while they're still on the website. And then we also have some other kind of like widgets that they can implement at different stages of the, of the customer journey. But, but yeah, the ideal is to, is to get the customer's attention after they make the purchase or even better after they have received the product. So they have kind of like a more, more information about the product and they can make a, a better referral. But yeah, that, that will be kind of like the, the typical workflow. Right. And, and the benefits are, so you're getting a lower acquisition cost because you're having existing customers refer your brand to others. I think that there is some element of conversion rate optimization or improving a conversion rate just by having the, the social proof and credibility of having somebody in your network refer it. And then also it's just kind of like it's viral in nature, right? And people are maybe internally incentivized to continue to share more so they can increase the rewards that, that they get. But that's just from my outside perspective. I'd love to hear uh, what you're seeing some of the most successful brands are seeing in terms of the benefits and why they continue to, to use referral marketing as, as a key channel. Yeah, so the, the, the two, the two kind of like strategies that you mentioned, uh, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, that's, those are some of, the two, some, some, of the, some of the main reasons why brands choose to go with referral programs. I would add a third one, which is customer retention. If you're selling a product that your customers can buy on a somewhat regular basis and you're offering a discount in exchange for a referral, that means that 
you know, customers are going to be incentivized to refer their friends, which is going to be customer acquisition. But at the same time, if they're going to earn a discount on your store, they're going to be incentivized to come back and buy from you again. So it has that retention component that for a lot of brands, it's, it's really important because they, they, they're able to, again, not only acquire new customers, but also retain their existing ones. I think that you know, brands that are able to run successful referral programs, well, first of all, they, they need to have a great product and, and kind of like a great purchase experience and have happy customers because referrals happen organically. Even if you don't have a referral program, your customers are still going to talk to their friends and family about things they buy, you know, the same way that we talk about restaurants we visited or, or Netflix shows that we've watched. So having that in mind, having in, in mind that your customers, if they're happy with your product, they're going to go out and refer their friends. Referral marketing, it's just building on top of that. So building the right set of rewards. So as I mentioned, if your customers can buy from you again, offer them some sort of discount, something that incentivizes them to make the referral, but also to come back. Uh, on the other side, if you're selling a product that your customers are not going to buy anytime soon, maybe offer them a gift, a gift card or offer them cash or you know some sort of gift, right? Something that they can that they're still going to incentivize them. So I would say that the brands that are successful at running referral programs are those that perfectly understand their customers and what their incentives are, and, and they're able to translate that into actual rewards and and also good communication channel like what what you know what what's the best way to reach your customers after they made a, they've made a purchase to incentivize them to refer it might not be email it might be a social media or it might be to you know hang out in the same places that they that they do and and promote your program there so promotion it's it's key you know there's never enough promotion that you can do for the referral program and it's it's probably the one thing that directly translates into more advocates and more purchases the, the more promotion that that, that you do that you know the, the better results you're going to see mm -hmm. yeah one thing that you mentioned is if there if repeat purchases isn't common and in my mind it might be like a mattress for example yep. once every 10 years you get a mattress in that case if i'm referring somebody then i'm getting a cash discount or or incentive like that's for me to use 10 years down the line, or maybe it's like more important than like their accessories or, or kind of like the equivalent of what you'd use in an upsell campaign. Yeah. So that's that, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my, my favorite example when, when, when I talk about, you know, products that you're not going to sell anytime soon, right? So a, a mattress, right? You're not going to sell, you're not going to buy a mattress within the next 10 years if you just bought one. So actually in that case, what, and we've actually worked with quite a few mattress companies, what they offer is cash rewards. So not necessarily cash discounts, but literally a cash reward. So that's, that's something that it's automated inside of referral candy. So we're able to send PayPal, you know, transactions to, to advocates that have made a referral. I mean, that's, that's a good scenario because obviously no, you know, nobody's going to say no to, to, to free money. But if you're also selling maybe accessory, you know, like pillowcases or sheets or whatever it is, yeah, it's, it still makes sense to give your customers a discount so they can buy something else, something else from your store, even if it's not a mattress. So, so yeah, it, it's all about kind of like finding different, different options. We, we actually, so we automate coupon codes and cash rewards, which means that we're able to yeah, send out those rewards automatically to the advocates that have been able to, to successfully refer their friends. But we also have a third category, uh, which is what we call the custom rewards, which means that you can offer 
anything. So mm. some, some companies have decided to offer free products or maybe an, up, an upcoming product that it's, you know, it's, hasn't been released yet and they, they want to offer it to r- real loyal advocates and loyal customers and they send it to those specifically. You know, it's all a matter of kind of playing with, with your rewards and seeing what's, what's going what's gonna to make your customers excited to, to go out. And- free money or, or earn money just by sending it to people that you know that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you've said that I think is really interesting is that referral marketing is a numbers game. And in that sense, okay, maybe you need a minimum threshold in order for it to work. Um, but I actually wanted to take it in the direction of like how, how a brand would calculate what rewards are important enough to incentivize a customer to share it while also being creative to the bottom line where it's, it makes sense as a customer acquisition channel to offer a $20 PayPal to somebody to sell a hundred, $150 uh, product. Like, can you walk me through the, the math of how a brand would calculate what those incentives should be? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the, the first thing that they need to look at is their, their margins, but I would also look at their customer lifetime value. It's, you know, there's, there's several pieces of research out there that show that refer customers tend to stay longer and, ref- and, and spend more money than customers that have been acquired through, you know, pretty much in any other marketing channel, just because... Th- just because they've been, by the time they've reached your store and they've bought from you, they've been convinced in a way by somebody they trust. Uh, that's that's kind of the beauty of referral referral marketing is the fact that you have a friend or a family member or a coworker. And basically the bottom line is that you don't have a salesperson selling a product to you. You have somebody that you trust making a recommendation. So if that person is recommending a product, it must be good for you. So by the time they get to a store, they've, you know, they, they've been able to maybe get kind of like a rundown of how the product works, what are the benefits, what are, what are, what's the downside. So, you know, it's a very, very informed decision. So I would, I would look at the lifetime value because those customers are going to stick around for longer and spend more. But obviously the math, you know, it really depends on, on, on the company and how much are they willing to, to spend. I would also look at how much are you paying for conversions on Facebook or, or Google ads, because that, you know, that, that, that can give you, that can give you kind of like an estimate of what you, you can spend. We have a customer that's been with us for, for a real long time called Baron Fig, and they have a, they have a section on their website in which they explain the referral program. And one of the things that they say, which I think is genius, they say, instead of spending money on advertising, we'll rather give the money to you. So, you mm. know, it's, 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 it's kind of like a, a very smart way of saying, look, you know, instead of giving money to Facebook or Google, which they don't need it, we'll rather give it to you because you love our product and you're, you're actually doing something for us. So, you know, we, we're, we appreciate that. So those are, I mean, obviously in terms of numbers, that's, that's what I would, what I would look at, but it, it, I, I can understand that for some, for some brands, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to kind of wrap their heads around giving money to people instead of spending it on, on ads, ads, you know, that, that, that's the thing with us for, forever and, and the, you know, it kind of like, it's, it's kind of seen as a, as a necessary evil for, for all brands. So when we think about, you know, well, we're going to give money to people, like, are they going to try to, you know, like trick the system, right? Or are they going to sure. they gonna try to, you know, like take advantage of this, which, you know, those are, those are concerns that we, that we take seriously. And inside of referral candy, several different kind of like anti-fraud systems that prevent maybe self-referrals from, from happening, or maybe people that have already refer somebody that's already a customer, you know, make that not count as a referral. So there's certain things that we can do to make sure that brands are only rewarding, you know, actual referrals, which means, you know, somebody that's referring a, a new, a new customer. And even on top of that, we've, we also give merchants, tools to make sure that they're, they're getting the, the best ROI pos, uh, possible. So for example, 
we can they can they can make it difficult for advocates to refer to to, to earn a reward. So instead of get a reward every time you refer a friend, you can get a reward every time you refer five friends or three friends, right? So it's kind of like, you know, you're making it a little bit more complicated, but the ROI is going to be more positive for you because you're not going to give a reward until you have acquired three customers, right? Or you can activate what we call the purchase review period, which means that you can put referrals on hold for a certain amount of days. Uh, and that's in case you want to protect yourself against maybe cancellations or product returns. So if you don't want to reward an advocate that has referred a friend and then the friend returned the product, you know, two, two days later or, or cancel the order, you can do that. So, mm -hmm. so those are kind of tools that we give merchants to, to have more control over how they're spending money, which we understand that it's a concern. Yeah. Excellent. So in, in, in terms of like numbers to look at, we're going to, we're going to look at the lifetime value and then maybe what the acquisition costs of ads are, but if there is data to prove that a referral, a customer who's acquired by referral has a higher lifetime value, then does that mean we discount it and we might even spend more on the referral than an ad with the assumption that we'll actually have a higher lifetime value from that person? So I, I guess the question is like, we, we, we know that the ad acquisition costs, maybe the threshold there and kind of use that as a, as a gauge for what you'd want to give away to, to your referral. Yeah, exactly. And I would say not only look at it from, from kind of like what, what kind of reward you're going to give to the customer making the recommendation, but also look at it from how attractive are you going to make it, how attractive of an offer are you going to make it for the person that's being referred? So as I, as I mentioned earlier, referrals happening in, in, in a lot of cases, referrals are happening on a organic basis, you know, like you and I are having a conversation and you just happened to, to mention, I mean, even before, even before uh, we started recording, we were talking about kind of like, you know, different, different products online and different, you know, kind of like services that you can subscribe to. So, you know, those, those recommendations kind of happen organically. So in a lot of cases, it makes more sense to maybe give a bigger offer to the friend that's being referred and the, 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 the customer, the new customer that needs to make that new purchase to convince them to make that first purchase rather than giving a bigger reward to the existing customer that's making the recommendation. I've actually seen that happening on a lot of referral programs because they understand that in a lot of cases, their customers are so happy with their product that they're just going to refer anyway. So the person that needs to be convinced to buy the product is, is the friend, not mm -hmm not the customer to go out and spread the word because they're already doing it. So that's, that's something important to, to keep in mind when you're setting up rewards too. Yeah. Thanks for that. Now you guys have brands like Reebok and Uniqlo and, and blue chip household brand names. That's awesome. So of course they meet the threshold of having enough traffic and, and customers. What are some other examples that might not be as, as big uh, of, brands that are using referral marketing really effectively. And I'd love to hear to the extent possible uh, what you can share in terms of tactics and how they're using it. And then maybe what it looks like in ROI compared to other channels that they might be using, like paid ads, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, we, we actually have a couple of examples of companies that used referral marketing because uh, they were in such a competitive market that it was pretty difficult for them to acquire their first customers um, because again, that kind of like the barrier entry for, for ads or, you know, for kind of like getting media attention, it was, it was 
you know, way too difficult or way too expensive. I actually have two examples that I, that I particularly love talking about. One of them is in the, the, the cleaning supplies industry, which is, again, like extremely competitive. And it's, you know, the, it's, it's actually controlled by a handful of companies that have pretty much all the products that we see at the, at the supermarket. And then another company that's operating in the, in the, in the toys industry, which is another, you know, highly competitive industry. And they've both been able to use referral marketing to kind of, you know, get ahead from, from, from the competition. So the company operating in the clean supplies industry, uh, it's called uh, Branch Basics. They operate in the U.S. And what they were able to, or kind of like the, 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 the idea behind their products is that, well, most of the cleaning products that we buy uh, and that we have in our, in our kitchens or in our bathrooms are, first of all, full of you know, toxic products that can be actually harmful for, for ourselves. And then the actual product itself, most of what we pay for is either plastic or water. Plastic because we we, use, we have a single-use container that whenever we're done with the product, we're going to throw it away. And water because at the end of the day, the product that we're buying, it's, it's some sort of concentrate that's diluted in water. And so they figured out, well, you know, we can make a product that's not harmful for people. But we can make a product that it's packaging that's reusable. So customers don't need to buy a plastic bottle every single time they buy this wash, this soap. And also we don't need to charge them for water because that's something they can get from, from their sink. So they, they build this company, uh, Branch Basics, that that's exactly that. Like they, they have a subscription service in which on the first package, you get a, a bunch of different bottles and spray bottles that you can have in your, in your, in your house. And then every month or, or every few weeks, you get this kind of like containers with like concentrate that you can refill and just fill it up with water. And there you go. You have a safe cleaning product ready to, ready to be used. They started using referral candy pretty much at the beginning because they, they knew it was pretty difficult to get the word out because again, most of the cleaning products that we buy, you know, we don't even think about it. Like we just put it on the shopping list. We go to the supermarket and we get it. So they, but they knew that those early customers that they were going to get, were going to be so obsessed with the product that they were going to talk about it to, to their friends and family. And so they, they started using referral candy. And right now, I think it, last time we wrote a case study about them, I think they're getting over 10% of new revenue every month from referral marketing. So, so, and that's something I would like to, I always like to emphasize is the fact that when we talk about the increase in revenue that you're getting, that's new revenue. That's, those are new customers that are buying from you for the first time, which means that they'll, they'll likely buy from you again in the future, but you're getting a kind of like 10% increase in new revenue on that particular month. And the other example, it's called Riff Ralph and Co. And it's a, it's a company that, they, they make toys for, for babies and, and, and toddlers. And again, they're operating in a, in a highly competitive industry, but they were, you know, they, 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 they realized that their product was, you know, absolutely loved by their, their first customers. And they, there were a bunch of different online communities of, of moms that would typically uh, recommend products to each other. And they started seeing this organic referrals happening in this online forums and Facebook groups. And so they decided, well, you know, we need to, capitalize on this. So they, they launched a referral program to incentivize these, these moms and, and parents to, to go out and refer even more people in this, in this online community. So I, I can't remember exactly their, their numbers, but we have a case study on, on our website with the, the, the kind of like the ROI and, and what's the increase in revenue that they're getting from the referral program. But it, it really made a difference, especially during the early stages, because it allowed them to get their product out there. Yeah, I think that's, that's really brilliant for a couple of reasons, especially maybe for the cleaning products, because one, it's not necessarily a sexy product that you're like sharing with your friend. It's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm in my home, I'm cleaning things. Nobody really wants to hear about it. But somehow <laughs> maybe there's enough of an incentive to, yeah. to mobilize people to do so. 
which probably speaks volumes to the, the value of the incentive. But also when there is a competitive niche and the average order value is relatively low, I imagine it's like $20, which would, to me would be a lot for cleaning supplies. You can't really rely on a paid ad to, to drive a sale unless you're Procter & Gamble, for example, and you have like a you know, multi-billion dollar company. So that, that is a really interesting one where it's yeah, using, using your own customer base, or even if you don't have a customer base, just seeding products and, and getting influencers. So I, I can maybe think that it merges towards influencer marketing a little bit in that sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually something we've seen pretty much explode in, in the past few years. I started getting involved in, in, in e-commerce in 2016. And, and back then, you, you know, there were still, we were still talking about uh, influencer marketing, but I think that especially in the past couple of years, it's when influencer marketing has really exploded and, and pretty much every single e-commerce brand is trying to figure out a way that they can connect with influencers in, in their field. It, it's actually a fairly common scenario now with among referral candy customers to have one referral program for customers. So kind of like the traditional give 10, get 10. And then in, in this referral program, obviously customers are getting invited to join the program after a purchase. And it's, you know, it's kind of like all automated. And then they have another program just for influencers. So it's kind of like a, like a closed or like a private referral program that in which they're only inviting influencers that, that they've you know, already established some sort of relationship with and they have a different set of rewards. So maybe for mm. the, the referral program, the customer referral program, they have you know, two discounts. So a discount for the advocate and a discount for the friend, but maybe for the affiliate program, they have a discount for the person getting referred, but they're giving cash to the influencer because it, it makes more sense, right? So it's kind of like building a business. So, so yeah, that's definitely a, a very, very common scenario. Yeah, I've seen that not from the brand side, but more from the e-commerce enablement side. Uh, and I think it might kind of go across the board, but the 80-20 rule certainly applies where of all your affiliates or referrals, 20% will drive a majority, let's say 80% yep. of the volume. So it's going to be very top heavy. So those who, who are really incentivized or who do have an existing network will drive an uh, over-indexed percentage of revenue. Sure. But I'm definitely sold on, on referral marketing. It sounds fantastic. If if we could kind of get tactical, agnostic to tools, so not even like if it's referral candy per se, but how would a brand kind of go through the process of testing the waters to see how it works as an acquisition? Okay, there, there's several things that you can do. So, I mean, something very, very easy that you can do as a brand, and it, it, can, it can give you an initial idea of whether not necessarily of the performance of your referral program, but an idea of whether you are ready uh, to run your program is to run a net promoter score survey, which, you know, it's something as simple as asking customers, you know, how likely are you to refer us or to recommend us to, to a friend or family and then see what the response that, that would also, I mean, ideally you're going to get, you know, anything over a eight or 8.5 or nine. And that will mean that you're in, in a good spot to, to start. If you're below that, then it might, that there might be something that needs to be fixed uh, before you launch the program. That's something I, I always, I always kind of, you know, tell, tell brands or, you know, whenever I'm on, on, on a podcast like this, I, I always like to remind people that, that the, the determined factor of whether your referral program is going to work or not, or the most important factor is whether you have a, a good product and a good 
purchase experience and you have happy customers. Because if your customers sure. are, are, are not happy, they're not going to refer anybody. You know, nobody would recommend a product that they haven't liked, that they haven't enjoyed, or, or a product that didn't work for them to a friend or a family member. Even, even if you're getting you know, $20 or $50 out of it, yeah. you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't betray a friend for that. So, What, what about engagement in that email? Like, cause, cause that's definitely part of it, right? So say for example, you send it to a list of 10,000, is there a threshold where you'd be like, all right, I need at least 10% of the list to reply in order to, for it to be like enough to move forward? Yeah, so, so actually, so going back to the Net Promoter Score survey, uh, it's, so referral marketing, it's, it's a numbers game. So what, what I was actually getting to with the Net Promoter Score is that even if you have even if the majority of your customers says that, that they're likely to refer their friends and family, only a fraction of, the, of them are actually going to go and, and you know, actually perform that referral and go out and refer their friends. And that doesn't mean that they don't like your product or anything like that. That just means that you know, the, the, maybe they forgot about it or maybe they haven't had the opportunity to talk to their friends and family about it. So, so reminding customers about the, the existence of the referral program and, and make sure that they know that this is something that they can benefit from. It's, it's crucial. So if you can uh, send reminder emails, publish it on social media, add a mention on a, on a newsletter, you know, all those things actually really help. Now in terms of particular numbers. So uh, since we're talking about e-commerce, we, we have kind of like a rule of thumb of that, that helps brands decide whether they're ready to launch a referral program and actually see results in the short term. So if you're, if you're a startup company um, and maybe you have less than hundred orders per month, it might not be the right time. That doesn't mean that it's going to be negative for your brand, but it might be too early in the sense that you're probably not going to see results anytime soon. And that's because, as I said earlier, it's a numbers game. So if you have hundred orders per month, that means hundred, hopefully new customers per month, assuming that 90, 90% of them say that they're willing to refer. So that's 90 of them per month and only a fraction. So maybe like 30 per month are going to actually go and refer and only a fraction of those are going to actually end up getting a friend to, to make a purchase. They're not going to see like a big impact on your revenue or orders in the short term. It's going to help you grow, but it's going to be a, a long ride. Now, if you're anywhere above 50, sorry, 500 or a thousand orders per month, you're definitely in a good spot to start because you're going to be able to see results right away. Because again, applying the same percentages, you're going to have a higher absolute number of advocates sharing their links and, and, and friends making purchases. And again, this is compounding effort. So every new friend that makes a purchase is going to get, it's going to join the referral program. And it's going to be able to refer their friends. And that's kind of how the cycle, how the, how the cycle grows. Absolutely. And, and then also the, the critical nuance is it's new revenue and ideally you have repeat purchases. So then you're seeing lifetime value increase. And, and yeah, that, that's fascinating. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing these insights and, and strategies. We'd love to learn more or, or where people can learn more about referral candy and, and how they can implement referral marketing in their brand. Yeah. So they can find us on our website, referralcandy.com. If they if they're using either Shopify or WooCommerce, they can they can find us on on the different app stores. But yeah, if they just want more information about Referral Candy, how to get started at referralcandy.com, it's a good place to start. All right, Raul, and then yeah, you're at Referral Candy. I saw on LinkedIn that you love cold emails. That is a dare. <laughs> that is a bold dare. I love it. I don't know if that's uh, backfired yet, but it's still up there. So. 
that's how I got my job at referral candy actually. So I, I gotta be thankful to, to cold emails. Totally shoot your shot as they say, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Raul, thanks so much for joining. And that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. We love you for it. If you found anything valuable at all or want to share your feedback, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also just drop us a line, hello at cartoverflow.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions so we can cover it in a future episode. All right, see you next time.